the social introvert. So, John Fredericks, the reality is that these racist, xenophobic views are one of the most consistent opinions that this president has. Well, Don, it's not about race, as you like to make it, because that's easy and lazy. It's about economics. My comment back to Maria is your children are going to have a much better economic future and a better chance for a good job than they would have had under time. another president. Now, let me, let me, you called on me, so let me finish. Truer words, minus you know what, the You know what, John Fredericks? Have you never know what, been said you know what, John, 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 until that last comment, off, no, yeah, I'm going to cut speak? you off. Can we please cut him off? Can we take him off the screen? Can we take him, can we get rid of John Fredericks? Thank you. First of all, I was going to let him speak until you doubly insulted me. I don't even need to respond to the lazy comment. I laid it all out in the thing. We can have this conversation, and we don't need someone who's going to make excuses for racism. Yeah. It's game over for you niggas. It's pain. Go ahead and get a whiff of this. Shit'll get ridiculous. The rocket taking off, bitch. I'm flying than Kid Icarus. Wickedness. These rappers ain't ballin'. They just nigger rich. I'm sick of this. The Undertaker back. I came to dig a ditch. Picture this. These niggas talk tough. I see the licorice. Hit the switch. Hit everybody standing in the room once I flick the wrist. Bigger fish to fry. The whole kitchen lit. Niggas on my dick so hard they made my zipper rip. Hit your whip. Who the fuck these niggas think they picking with? I like to know. I don't need the right. I just like the draw. Walk inside the booth and there the lightning go. Sniper pro. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Social Introvert Podcast. I'm your host, Sid Davis. This is episode 475. You can find this show exclusively on bynkradio.net forward slash podcast as well as Anchor. I was really about to say SoundCloud. <laughs> I'm no longer on SoundCloud, but I'm exclusively on bynkradio.net. .net for slash podcast as well as Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you can get podcasts minus SoundCloud. SoundCloud is no longer. I almost fucked myself up with that one. But anyway, uh, if you want to find me on social media, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Davis. I have other social media handles as well. The Instagram podcast page is at the social introvert podcast twitter is at social intro pod you can also follow me on tiktok at i said davis and i am gonna soon here i'm gonna be posting more music tiktoks on the bynk tiktok page which is at bynk radio sing your thoughts got any questions need any advice you want to send me some new you know recommendations as far as movies anime shit like i'm not a fan of soap operas i know a lot of people try to tell me hey man you really need to sit down and watch some soap operas that shit's entertaining maybe i need to uh get on the the hype train of soap operas or stories or whatever y'all call them guiding light days of our life whatever the hell i don't know uh (laughs) put me on send those emails to the social introvert podcast at gmail.com Speaking of stories, what is what is the appeal of those shows? Like, I, I remember there was one, I think I might have been like seven or eight, maybe nine years old at the time. There was a show called Passions. And it was it was so weird. Like, I remember this. It was a little person in the show. Then uh, it was like a witch or something like that. 
I'm trying to remember the theme song. I'm I'm not gonna embarrass myself and sing the theme song, but I think I know how it goes. But uh, <laughs> I'll leave it alone. But yeah. I'm not watching no damn soap operas. Don't send me no fucking emails. You need to watch some General Hospital. I'm not doing it. I'm joking. Send me some recommendations like some kung fu movies or some anime or an action movie you think I have not seen, a drama, a a rom-com. I don't give a damn. My favorite rom-com is Monster-in-Law. So, yeah, I don't mind watching that for the millionth time. I really like Monster-in-Law. Despite of what I might think of J-Lo. But whatever. Anyway. We have a Tory Lanez update. Oh boy. Uh, Tory Lanez's lawyer claims to have new evidence releasing today for National DNA Day. Okay. Tory Lanez's efforts to free himself from behind bars have become increasingly intense as of late. This past weekend, the embattled Canadian penned an open letter claiming that his trial with Meg the Stallion was unjust. Now his new lawyer is claiming to have some interesting new evidence suspected to be revealed later today. Using at Bay's law firm on Instagram shared the news early on Tuesday, April 25th, saying today is National DNA Day. The attorney's message began. We are happy to announce that Tory Lanez will be releasing information about the DNA in his case that gave false and misleading information to his jury. Lose. Oh, not lose. Jose Bays, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, later added <laughs> to conclude the R&B star's legal representative threw in a hashtag free Tory Lanez, obviously hoping to get his client back to freedom in the near future. You know he's legit because he posted this on his story. One person quipped in at the neighborhood's talk comments, give it up, delicious. Several others wrote, Give it up, delicious. I wish I'm, I'm punching you in the face if you ever call me delicious. I'm just saying. <laughs> it remains unclear when Lane's plans to unleash his big news. Still, the affirmation letter he wrote certainly. <clears throat> oh my gosh, I lost my part. Come on, dude. Uh, sorry. Still, the affirmation letter he wrote certainly gave us some insight into how he's been feeling since his December 2022 arrest. Until my court date, I'll be posting the outrageous and disgusting injustices used against me by the prosecution to get the conviction they so desperately wanted, despite the evidence they knew existed. The father of one wrote in an IG post shared on his behalf last week. His message to the L.A. District Attorney was markedly softer in tone, reading, I write this message with the utmost humility, love, and respect for the remarkable stance you've taken in regards to fighting for the justice of black and brown minorities. Today, I take a stance as an innocent black man wrongfully convicted of a crime. I did not commit the Chicks Tapes hitmaker pinned. I was completely robbed and deprived of a fair trial. Are you curious to see what Tory Lanez's attorney has to share with the world today? Let us know in the comments. We're going to hit the comments real quick. Somebody says, oh, his name is D's Nuts. Oh, I, I hate these pop-ups. Yeah, his name is D's Nuts. Whatever, I don't know. He says, or she, I don't know what you identify as, so I apologize. They've been really lacking lately. Promoting the self-destructive lifestyles towards this man. Get ready up for a whole bunch of more articles about fruits. Like Tory, Kevin Gates, Young Thug, etc. The agenda's real. Like, relax, nigga. Like, damn. 
somebody said, who is this? Primo Brigante. They trying everything to get this little man out, laugh out loud. And I guess that was it. Hey, look, I said what I said on that Tory Lane shit. Okay. Um, everybody's lying. Nobody really knows or can sit here and tell what happened. It was just some shit they wanted to sweep under the rug. And this is something that they don't take serious. This is the the rap music industry. It's just something that they can just, you know, just forget about. We're an afterthought to them. So they weren't ever looking to sit here and spend time on this case anyway. They wanted to convict Tory no matter what. Even so much they tried to bring up old shit. And they couldn't because he never took the stand. He never took the stand that day he was supposed to. But they were planning to address a lot of shit early on prior to all of this to make sure they convicted. It's almost like the O.J. Simpson shit. He got off. We already know. I don't need to go down that road. And then, of course, the memorabilia thing in Vegas. And we got him. Let's lock him up. So, I mean, they, they were looking to convict this man and lock him up no matter what like i said i wish nothing but the best for tory i am a huge fan of tory you might as well call me a stan of tory that's how much i like this man's music i want to hear an alone at prom part two i want to hear more tory shit I, we a lot of people will try to sit here and play him like he don't make dope ass music like come on fam he sounds a lot better than most of these artists walking around here, we all sitting here wanting to see Frank Ocean so badly. But <laughs> let me, I'm going to relax. I'm going to chill because we going we gonna to nip it in the bud. I need to talk to Cole Jackson about this. I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable talking about Frank Ocean alone, really. I think that is a conversation that me and some other person is supposed to talk about and I feel like Cole Jackson, because we talked about Frank Ocean before, is only right if me and him sit down and talk about that shit again. Because y'all gonna knock this off with the whole, it's Frank Ocean. I don't know what that means. I, I really don't understand. I can't comprehend it. I'm sorry. I know I'm a bright young black man, and I just don't understand when y'all say weird shit like that. But this is about Tory. Uh, to me, Tory make some of the best music i've heard in the hip-hop slash r&b realm in a long time he does it very well the chicks tapes um, i'm not too fond of the chicks tape five series but i love when he just switches it up like what he did with alone at prom and it was whole it was a whole 80s inspired album and i said if he just decided he wanted to switch genres and go that route and make nothing but 80s inspired music i'm with it i'm 100 behind it but yeah uh, godspeed to tory um i i really want him to get free from all of this and continue to do what he's doing uh I, hell if you need to deport this man <laughs> back to canada just let him be the big star in canada i i like I said, I hope nothing but the best for him. I won't have an issue trying to go see him on tour or something. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. It, this has been a weird, a weird process. This entire thing, this Meg the Stallion shit, the the Casey Nicole thing. I think her, is her name Casey Nicole or Kelsey Nicole. My bad. 
the the bodyguard. It's just an odd story. Uh, the theories of him turning down Rock Nation and him wanting to do everything on his own, and that led to him to somewhat being blackballed and pushed out of the industry. It's just a conversation can be had for it, but it, it just it all feels weird. It doesn't feel right for some reason. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I think too much. But anyway, let's get into some new music. That song that you heard in the beginning of this podcast was Venom by RJ Payne. He's been dropping a series of songs as of late. Marvel-inspired characters. Yeah, the first one was Magneto. The second one was, of course, Venom that you just heard. The newest one out is Hulk versus Juggernaut. And I don't know what he's gearing up to do, but I'm I'm really excited. I can't wait till this drops. Uh, yeah, can't go wrong with R.J. Payne. He is one of my favorite rappers out right now. But this next joint I'm about to play is a joint from Monroe Flow. Monroe Flow is the younger brother, Larry June. He just dropped another project. Right now, you can check out the Players Retreat. is available on all music streaming platforms. Entirely produced by Dame. He is an in-house producer for the free-minded Larry June's label. But Monroe Flow is back once again with a new album called Mafia Island. Seven tracks. I thought it would have been a longer project, I guess. I don't but this is cool. You know, I'm cool with seven tracks. All all songs are bangers on this album. They're it's really fucking good. I love it. One of my favorite joints so far on this project is called White Wine. Check it out. The social introvert. I got a taste for white wine, proud of jacket is nylon. Niggas ain't really my day ones, they just say that type of shit to buy time. I need a house with seven beds, ten baths, that's quite fine. I got a taste for Tuscan leather, 30k for the python. I got a taste for a new whip, that's a double log with the stars in the ceiling. I got a taste for a new bitch, got a couple of them and they all look appealing. I was working, I ain't calling a minute. TFM, we all independent. Check the dining room, bitch, we eating. Backyard with the deers on my business. Know the crib on another level when that motherfucker got a third floor. Got a taste for a mega mansion with a bowling alley and a trampoline floor. Swear to God that my family need more. Get a massage, playing Pandora. Not my bitch, I ain't paying for it. Flood my wrist, hurricane storm. Take the whip, I'ma get it service. After that, I'ma get it washed. After that, I'ma swap tires. Run flats, they cost iron. Drip drug dealer, my job title. I was on the block trying to find buyers. I was in the bushes with a jumpsuit and a mask on like Mike Myers. I swear to God, I'm carefree. I was more concerned with the square feet. I was more concerned with the kitchenware. I was on the island trying to weigh a pee. It's a couple spots that I want to cop at the price drop. I'm away to see. I could smoke a wood on a patio. I could take a flight to the Philippines. We could do a deal that's under the table. Swear to God, that's tax free. Push start. I could press a button in the whip, nigga, like a fax machine. I was really on the verge of tears. Off white on a jacket clean. I've been rapping since three years old. Baby face with the Vaseline. I got a taste for white wine. Proud of jacket is nylon. Niggas ain't really my day ones. They just say that type of shit to buy time. I need a house with seven beds. Ten baths, that's quite fine. I got a taste for Tuscan leather. 30K for the Python. Once again, that is White Wine by Monroe Flow off of his brand new album, Mafia Island. It's available on all music streaming platforms. Go check it out, man. It's a really good project. Uh, so, let's see what else we got here. Real quick, before I get into my next story, is is Red Ruby to Sleaze by Nicki Minaj considered a diss song? I'm trying to really sit here and figure it out. And I, I, I've heard it a couple of times. 
I've already stated I don't like that song and I'm sick and tired of this new trend where we have these new renditions of songs from the 90s. Now I get it. We've we've sampled songs from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. And you can say you can make a case like, well, they're just doing what the previous generations used to do when it came to sampling and hip hop. I get it. But I don't really hear any I don't I don't hear anything that's like popping or or fascinating when it comes to sampling that sample it nothing pops out like oh man that's crazy how they flipped that like i don't ever do that now like i there's i don't know what artist it is but they flipped um they they flipped uh back that thing up by juvenile what else there's an r&b song where the drum pattern is eerily similar to Aaliyah's One in a Million. You might know what I'm talking about. Uh, someone has sampled Pony by Genuine. And I'm like, one, I don't even like the original song. For the, like, if we want to get technical, I don't, I hate that fucking song. For that, bleh, bleh. It sounds like a nigga throwing up. It's always sounded like that to me. But whatever. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> And there's so many other songs. Like, there's one song in particular that I really like a lot by Ray Black featuring Cash Page called M.I.A. Now, that has a sample from a, a very, you know, familiar R&B song from back in the day. But the sample is very subtle. Like, if you know, you know. And you're like, oh, okay, that's where they got that from. But it's not a blatant ripoff of the original song. All they do now is kind of, speed up the bpm and whatever i don't know man this is very aggravating i feel like all this shit started when little wayne sampled special delivery by g-dub there's nothing you can do to convince me that that song by lil wayne sounds better than g-dub special delivery like the original joint gets me fucking hype with diddy talking shit at the beginning and everything and all of that, and it's right before G-Dep starts rapping. R.I.P. G-Dep, by the way. And it's just a joint that just gets me fucking excited. I don't know why. The Lil Wayne shit just sounds... Uh, okay, yeah, that, that was pulled from Special Delivery. The drum pattern's still the same, but it's just a different drum that's used for the Lil Wayne song. Like, There's nothing of substance added to these new songs that are sampling joints from the 90s. Like, I... Why are we doing this? Or the early 2000s for that matter. Like, so when I go back to this Nicki, Na Nicki Minaj, excuse me, Ruby the Sleeves, one, I want to know, is it a legit diss song? And I know I've bitched and complained about it before. But why is this constantly being played? Like, it's the hottest shit in the world. It's not good. What is she? How does that shit go? I don't... She's like, miss me with that na 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 na. She's doing some dumb shit. That's like the whole second verse from Nikki. The one that has been garnered like, oh, she can rap rap. But the whole second verse, she's like, na 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 na. I got that ill na 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 na. And I'm like, what the fuck? Where are the bars at? Where are the bars? I'm sorry for anyone that is a, a, a Nikki fan or part of the barbs. But 
it fucking sucks. And if you come for me, I don't care. I want the smoke. I can't wait to get canceled. I've been saying that since 2019. Please cancel me. Anytime I hear some half-ass subpar mess, I'm going off and I'm talking about it. You are not going to stop me. No, 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 no. That is the whole second verse. And I know the song has been out for a while. I'm like, oh, man, you late. But when I heard the song was sampling uh, Never Leave You by uh, Lumity, I was like, I'm not listening to that shit because the original song still slaps. Like, the original joint is hard. So I'm like, I'm not listening to this. And I'm I'm riding, you know, I didn't even hook up my Bluetooth or nothing. I'm just driving. And I'm on the radio station, you know, just I cut it up or whatever. And they said, next up, Nicki Minaj's Ruby the Sleaze. And it's, uh-oh, uh-oh. And Nicki comes in like, yo. And then she just starts going in. And gets to a part where she says, I ain't fuck with horses since Christopher Reeves. And I'm like, the bar is lame, bro. Stop making Eminem has done it multiple times. It's dated. Stop it. Nikki saying it here is lame. And then when it gets to the second verse, like I said, all she says is na 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 na. And I'm like, nigga, like, I thought this was like who this is y'all queen? The the bar queen? With <laughs> she's not saying anything. I was just mad, bro. I was so irritated. I said, "Hold the fuck on." I stopped. I pulled over. Actually, yeah, I stopped at the store in the parking lot. Made sure I hooked up that Bluetooth and then went on my merry way to do what I had to do, man. I'm like, I'm not listening to this bullshit. Yeah, man. But I just want to know. I'm 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 really not here to make fun of the song, except for that. Nah, 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 nah. But I wanted to know: Is this supposed to be a diss song? Like, who is she talking to? I'm not all in the whole female rappers beefing on Twitter. I know that's been going around and people been keeping up, but me, I don't care, bro. Like, when when is the next Lupe album coming out, or when is the next <laughs> when is the next West Side Gun project dropping? Or I I don't care about any of that bullshit, bro. I just I need some some music, man, that I can just be thoroughly entertained with. Red Ruby the Sleaze. What what does that mean, bro? I know somebody has like full knowledge on it. They have like this stupid backstory on what it means. It's just a dumbass title. And why is this like the third or fourth song that Nicki Minaj has sampled? I don't want to hear a super freak sample by Rick James. Jay-Z and Just Blaze did it. They did it just fine. It sounded great. She sampled something else that was, I don't know, but I'm I'm tired of it. I'm so sick and tired of it. Like, I'm going to just, I'm going to just hop in the car one day and just ride around listening to classical music because this bullshit, I can't take it anymore. I, I really can't take it. And the reason why I say that, because I'm in between switching out radio systems so, yeah, uh, there's a little bit of lack of the Bluetooth going on right now, and I have to wait and just, you know, chill on that. But I will soon be back on my Bluetooth shit, bumping my bops. I just, I, I don't know. I, I, na, 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 na. Anyway. <laughs> so, Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, once and always, is out on Netflix now. I had a chance to watch it. I watched it twice and I really enjoyed it. 
It's an hour long, and I, I want more. I don't know if this is the only thing that they're going to do. I know this was for a 30th anniversary special reunion, and I'm I'm really happy that we got this. I'm surprised because I'm like, oh, whatever, you know, okay. We, we'll acknowledge when Mighty Morphin Power Rangers turns 30 years old, but I don't think we're going to get anything like an update or, you know, something. I don't think anything will come of this. And, of course, we get something. Um, and I know a lot of people are complaining who are so-called fans. Like, Jason David Frank was still alive when they were filming. How come he wasn't here? Because he didn't want to do it. Jason David Frank, rest in peace to him, has been in and out of the Power Rangers franchise since its inception. So <laughs> it's a well-deserved break. He he goes, man, I don't want to do, you know, hey, let those guys have it. I'm Tommy. I ain't got to do shit. Like, let me chill. Let me do my own thing. And rightfully so. He had every right to do that. Uh, Kimberly Joe Johnson, who played the Pink Ranger, wasn't a part of this either. They got another Pink Ranger, I believe, from, <clears throat> I believe it was Power Rangers in Space, if I'm not mistaken, or in the Lost Galaxy. I'm trying to figure out which one it was, but it was it was really cool to see them. Then they they paid tribute to Jason David Frank also, and they paid tribute to Trini, who played the Yellow Ranger in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. R.I.P. to her. The best part about it is Trini's daughter is in this show. She's playing the Yellow Ranger. Not her daughter in real life, but the storyline for what we get from it. It's her daughter that becomes the Yellow Ranger following her footsteps. So that was awesome to see. As far as, you know, the OG Rangers that we had in here, Billy and Zack, my two favorite, basically, I was like, yo, my boys in here, they leading the charge. Basically, Billy is leading it, which was even better because I've always liked Billy. And I just, I was like, you know what? I would like to get more of a backstory on, on Billy. You know, we know him for the nerd guy, the real smart dude. And then to see him lead the crew this time, it was, it was really cool to see. And also, David Yoss, who plays the Blue Ranger, has written a treatment for some story for the Power Rangers. And it's pretty damn good. <laughs> the treatment that he's written that he's trying to get made, he said, hopefully, Netflix can pick it up. And that'll be awesome. And it'll just be this, this solo story about the Blue Ranger. And I'm like, okay, cool. And, you know, a lot of people back in the day made fun of us kids who were into the Power Rangers <clears throat> we are, you know, picked on and shit like, oh, who cares? But it seems like a lot of y'all that was talking all that shit back then was excited for the 30th anniversary for Power Rangers. And I, I, I don't know. I see y'all. I'm watching y'all. But yeah, this was an awesome reunion. I loved it. There are a lot of people complaining like, oh, you like that shit? The special effects and da -da 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 -da, and this, that, and the third. I'm like, wait a minute. Don't Don't sit here with a straight face and tell me that the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers special effects in the early 90s when it came out was top tier special. Like, don't do that. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. They followed up the continuity as far as how everything's supposed to look. It's not supposed to be this over-the-top CGI bullshit. That's the problem with a lot of 
these properties like your Transformers and your Marvel movies and your DC and like there's not enough practical effects. Not enough of it at all. What what you can do though, you can have some CGI. There's never an issue with CGI, but splice it in between, you know, get some practical effects, some CGI. Try to do what you did with the thing from John Carpenter. That's why that movie still gets praised. You got a little bit of CGI. You got a little bit of practical effect. But I don't think you should really give a shit on how the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is supposed to look in 2023. We didn't care about that. When we were watching that, this special right here, it was taking us back in time on how it looked back then. That was the special and endearing thing about this. And I'm glad we got it check it out it's on netflix i didn't watch it on netflix i went elsewhere to watch it you know i got resources but yeah i i enjoyed it and uh yeah i i am forever a power ranger fan like forever there, there's nothing that you can say to change my mind and look at me with you can say whatever the fuck you want i'm all <laughs> look i was i was so excited about watching that 30th anniversary special that i end up watching the movie later that evening the the mighty Morphin power rangers movie i was like fuck it i don't care i like this movie it's not the greatest thing who cares man it's, it's nostalgia like let people live and enjoy shit you know what i'm saying i fucking love that movie and i love that tv show growing up and i watched a documentary uh over the weekend called i love you you hate me and it is a documentary on barney the purple dinosaur is on peacock and look look bro i'm familiar with barney i never really sat and watched barney like that but i knew all about it baby bop um what was the yellow dinosaurs i don't know anyway i did not know there was so much hatred for barney like that you got people rioting in the streets uh people that were willing to it you know just hurt others over barney burning shit and you were holding like conventions like we hate Barney and uh, you were sending hate mail to the creators and d death threats and all types of wild shit. Uh, you had websites and group chats and just hate group chats for Barney and websites uh, simply created for people to get on there and talk amongst each other about how much they hate Barney how jealous they were because Barney was taking the attention away from you and, and the, the, you know, the child was glued to the TV screen. That's your fault for one. Like, stop that. I, I'm looking at this big ass goofy looking dinosaur and I'm like, how? <laughs> First of all, Barney used to creep me out a little bit, just, just a little tiny bit. And I couldn't really say shit because I like Big Bird from Sesame Street. So, I mean, if, you know, I don't know. I Is it one and the same or is it not? I don't know. Big Bird was cool as shit. He was always cool to me. Oscar the Grouch, Count, and all the other characters from Sesame Street. Love him. But I'm, I'm sitting here watching this documentary in disbelief. Like, there's no way in hell that you mean to tell me that y'all were in the street rioting over this and, and burning shit and attacking other people. For just, I guess, over a show that was trying to spread, I guess, positivity and love for for children. Like, it's, who, Lord? I don't know, man. It's weird how we 
punish kids more than we punish adults. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we just, you know, people tend to try to be harder on a child more than they are on adults. Y'all can sit and marinate on that, I guess. I don't know. I'm just thinking. I'm throwing paint at the wall. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, <laughs> I Love You, You Hate Me is on Peacock. You can watch that. Um, it's a pretty decent documentary. I just watched it. I was like, well, fuck. It's something about Barney. Might as well watch it because I don't necessarily know the history of it. I wanted to know how it started. And I was wondering what they were currently getting ready to do. Apparently, they got a, a, a whole reboot thing coming soon for Barney, I guess. I don't know. Good for them. I think it's cool. And it is a really tragic thing that happens to the creator's son. Uh, they get into that. I'm not going to spoil anything. Just watch it if you're interested. Watch the trailer first. Yeah, man. Um, I, I rewatched that documentary, man, of Casey Anthony on Peacock. <laughs> hey, bro, I think she got a case, cuz. I'm joking. I watched like 30 minutes of the first part, and I just cut it off. I was like, let me watch something else. Like, I actually started to watch it because I've been struggling to sit down to watch Pulse. And Pulse is an American remake of a Japanese horror film with the same title. And I'll be talking about that on the Terradome Highway podcast that drops every Saturday. And I'm struggling. Like, I was struggling to get to it. Like, I was I was going to watch it. It's on Tubi for free. It's on Pluto TV for free. Somewhere else for free. Roku channel, I believe. But you can watch Pulse. It's with Kristen Bell. I like her a lot, but... Look, man, I watched that movie one damn time and I said, fam, never again. And now here I am talking about it again. So that's why I kind of got sidetracked and I was watching a Barney documentary and 30 minutes of Casey Anthony. And I said, all right, I'm gonna watch Pulse. And then that went from getting sidetracked again and then going to Prime Video and Terrifier 2 was for free. I was like, oh shit, I'm going to watch Terrifier 2. And I watched that. Then I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to go and watch uh, Pulse now so I can <laughs> talk about it on this podcast. I, I got through 10 minutes of it. I said, fam, I'm going to just wait. I'm going to wait like two days before I have to drop the episode. And I just ended up watching 90 Day Fiance. That's all I did. <laughs> I can't do it, man. I cannot do it. I saw the trailer for Pulse, and I said, wait, it was this fucking bad? It really was. Like I, I said, I watched it once. I watched it one time, but, ooh, Lord. It just, it made me feel tired just even attempting to press play. I don't know what it is, man. I'll get it together, I promise. The episode is dropping Saturday. I'm going to get it together so you can hear me rant and and say man that that said is is crazy like oh man like here he go ranting about some more shit but yeah i'll watch it i promise <laughs> i might just put it on and have it running in the background while i'm at work or something just to <laughs> say that i watched it so i could tell you that the ridiculous shit that i've heard while watching the movie but yeah uh so rest in peace to harry belafonte passed away at the age of 96 it's just crazy to think and i'm not trying to get too serious about this when topics of things like the civil rights movement and all other topics uh similar to that get bought up and 
you get told, oh, that was so long ago. Get over it. And why are we talking about this? And then you you hear something like Harry Belafonte passes away at the age of 96 or Maya Angelou, you know, passed away when she passed away and Rosa Parks passing away when she passed away. You know, it was it wasn't that long ago when Rosa Parks passed and you know ruby bridges is still alive ruby bridges is what 70 not even in her mid 70s so i just wanted to put that out there you know when people say oh that was so long ago and you know we still got al sharpton and and jesse jackson and them boys running around here alive and kicking and yeah we're, we're not too far removed from the bullshit that's all i have to say about that but rest in peace to harry belafonte and uh, Don Lemon, <laughs> Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson fired for the third time from a major news network. What, what was it? CNN, MSNBC, now Fox? Ooh, Lord. Goddamn. Uh, Don Lemon, I'm a little, <clears throat> I'm, in, I'm a little indifferent about Don Lemon. And there's times where I really agree with Don Lemon. There's times that I don't, but... You know, there was a clip that was released between him and some other guy uh, trying to pronounce his last name. It starts with a V. And this man was trying to sit here and tell Don Lemon, a man of African ancestry, trying to educate him on the freedom of black people as if he knew what he was talking about. He had zero clue what he was talking about. Uh, Check this clip out. So with due respect, I find I find your explanation reductive and actually insulting, including to black Americans, to say that black people today, compared to 1964, 1865, haven't made progress in part because of the freedoms we secured. And the Second Amendment was black part people, of the Hang on, please. Freedom. I cannot keep a thought if you guys are talking to me in my ear. So uh, hang on one second. So to say that, that black people, say, say what you said again. Black people secured their freedoms after the Civil War. It is a historical fact, Don. Just study it. Only after their Second Black Amendment rights have, were secured. They That's were a not fact. secured their freedoms after the Civil War. That is not, you're, you are discounting uh, uh, Reconstruction. You're discounting a whole host of things that happened after the Civil War when it comes to African Americans, including the whole reason that the Civil Rights Movement happened is because black people did not secure their freedoms after the Civil War and, and that things turned around. People were, tried to change the freedoms that were supposed to And you know how they the got Civil it? War they got their Second Amendment rights and they actually got, the NRA played a big role in that. But today, Don, the, the final, NRA did the, not play a big role. They trained black Americans how to use firearms. That's a lie. That's not. The NRA did not play a big role. This is just historical fact. But not historical fact. The part that I find because you say it's historical fact. The part that I find insulting is when you say today black Americans don't have those rights after we have gone through civil rights revolution in this country. You are sitting here telling an African American about the rights and what you find insulting about the the way I live, the skin I live in every day. Here's where you and I have the freedoms that black and white that black people don't have in this country and that black people do have. Well, here's where you and I have a different point of view. I think we should be able to express our views regardless of the color of our skin we should have this debate without me regarding views, you as a black man insulting that you regarding here, you as a fellow citizen that you're That's sitting what I think here whatever ethnicity you are explaining to me whatever ethnicity about I'm, I'll what tell it's you, like to be black whatever America. ethnicity I'm, I'm i'll tell you what i am i'm an indian american i'm proud of it but i think we should have this debate black white doesn't matter i think we should have this on debate the content of the ideas do it you should do it in an honest way and in a I fair way and what you're doing is not an honest and fair way we appreciate you coming on with due respect don i look forward to continuing that conversation thank you the conversation thank, thank you. you so much thank you pop we'll talk about china yes does talk about time china. you come back oh thank you much to say on declaring independence from china okay something you can move on now please. thank you thank you now 
like I said, I disagree with Don Lemon says a lot, but here he was 100% correct. Who are you to tell me as a man of African ancestry, African-American about me? And he, the man is sitting there in just confidence, not the other guy, and just in confidence as if he knew what he was talking about. He was just loud and wrong. And they were saying part of that was the reason why Don Lemon was fired. We don't know necessarily why he was let go, but you could make a case that was part of the reason why. That might be part of the reason why, because he wasn't backing down from what he was saying. He wasn't his. He wasn't fixing his mouth for anything. And um, I got to give it to him for that. Like hand claps to him. And the great Dave Chappelle once said, "Twitter's not a real place." But if you go on Twitter, there's so many comments from people calling Don Lemon aggressive over his response. And I'm like, Don Lemon was very calm, cool, and collected in what he said. He just stood his ground, and he wasn't changing anything he said. Now, the other guy came off very aggressive, very aggressive. And th this is a case of where I think black people, and, and I think a lot of us have come to this point, that whole people of color shit, POC that's dead let's dead that shit that that does not belong with us we are not included with plc like no no sir 86 that but yeah he he was all types of uh, oh he's so aggressive and it was almost a trigger for me too remember going to school elementary school and um no i'm sorry not elementary school Ooh. i mean yeah even though I caught on to a lot of shit early on at that age. Middle school. Pardon me. What, sixth, maybe seventh? No, seventh grade. Seventh, eighth grade, somewhere around there. Um, I was going through a transition, uh, you know, just emotions and, and hormones and just learning a lot of things, you know, growing up. But, you know, single parent household, just trying to get, be around my, my dad a lot more when I couldn't. And certain things like that will make people react. Some kids might not react to that and they'll do just fine. And some others might act out in other ways. And I was part of the bunch that just decided to do whatever he wanted to do and acted out in a different way. People never stuck around to figure out, why does that kid act like that? Why is he responding that way? Instead, they would just tell my mother, oh, he's a really aggressive person. He's so aggressive. They would say that. And I wasn't necessarily like yelling and screaming at people. I would just, I would state my opinion. Like I wouldn't let people walk over me. And I'm like, hold the fuck up. Like, no, point A, B, C, one, two, three, da -da 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 -da, and get my point across. And those assistant principals and teachers didn't like that because you weren't talking to me any type of way. And they're like, oh, or, you know, a progress report or report card. You know, you, your child is really aggressive like that. And that moment right there, just, just reading those comments on Twitter, calling Don Lemon aggressive. As calm as he was and standing his ground, it kind of came back and pissed me off a little bit. And I said, like, mm. <laughs> oh, boy. Like I said, man, Oof, what are you going to do? But yeah, that wraps this episode up for me, man. That was that was just 
it it brought back a memory, man, from from deep within. I don't know. Where, it's something I forgot about a long time ago. But when I saw that, and I was like, "What?" All of that shit just came crawling back, and I'm like, "Oh my god, no!" <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode four seventy five. Real quick, shout out to my favorite pods, the Stakes is High podcast. Tactless Know It All, Two Awkward Millennials, The John Effect Podcast. Congrats to The John Effect Podcast on its seven-year anniversary. Whew, boy, this shit ain't easy, man. <laughs> I'm coming up on six. And uh, yeah, as fun as it is, it, it gets more challenging day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. But hey, I, there's nothing I would change about it. But congratulations to The John Effect Podcast on the seven-year anniversary. Also, shout out to the 12 Kyle podcast. Uh, me me and Kyle got to talk, man. The movie, he has a podcast of movies he has never seen. And I'm going to just say this. I don't want to talk about the whole entire episode, but he has never seen The Matrix. He's never seen... Um, he's never seen the Die Hard franchise. You got to get on that ASAP. But anyway... Um, yeah, shout out, to <laughs> shout out to Conversation Con Artists, shout out to Reasonable Ignorance, Ignorant Philosophy, and shout out to the Random Tandem Podcast. Of course, I can't forget about the BYNK fam, and uh, yeah, that that's about it for me. Uh, hope you guys have a great week, have an even better weekend. I will be dropping tomorrow as well, and yeah, take care of each other. Most importantly, take care of yourselves. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Social introvert.